Damien, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Derek. It's good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get get into everything, um, would you mind just giving a quick rundown of, of your story? What's gotten you to this point and what kind of has uh, made you take action and, and help people with uh, getting some financial control? Well, my, my story is basically just a big bloody mess. Uh, and I don't say that because I'm Australian. I say that because there, there's a lot of blood and gore in in the process. I, I I started off, I grew up in Alaska. And as a kid, I was told that we didn't really have any money. And when I actually looked back and did the math, I realized we were we were poor. And when my parents told me no, I didn't like the answer. And I still don't like when somebody tells me no, especially if it's because of their own issues. And so I just started a business to basically make money when I was 11 buying and selling video games. And that was just to solve a problem. It, I, some, for whatever reason, it sparked something in me. And ultimately that led me to doing a lot of the problem solving, money generating activities after that. And I mean, I ended up getting thrown out of college because I started a bookstore making money and um, they didn't like me putting the other bookstore out of business. Ultimately, I was not meant to be in that system. I was meant to go out there and, and do other stuff. And, and it led to real estate where I did a lot of real estate buying, bought 150 houses, and I just basically took a lot of action and stubbed my toes and had a lot of bloody, muddy experiences, which is what it takes. I was just willing to go through a lot more pain, I think, than most people, and I didn't care as much about the judgment of people saying, this is stupid or this is crazy. In fact, I remember one of the the funny things, when I had about 100 houses, I was up in Alaska visiting my dad, and he said, so when are you going to get your finish your college degree so you can get a job? That way you'll have a, a pension. And I'm like, Dad, I got like a hundred and some odd houses. I'm pretty sure I got a good pension. And it, it it's just going against conventional wisdom because the reality is conventional wisdom will keep you poor your whole life. It just doesn't work. You know, it's just so hard because it's so ingrained in people. And you know, if they're if your parents were taught that, then you're going to be taught that unless you really step outside. And it it, it can be uncomfortable at first because you get questioned on things and you know, but once you realize the opportunity that's there, it's, it's pretty incredible. Well, it is. And it's the, the way around that is to, is to do what I do, I call the purge. And that's purging the people around you that are trying to keep you in the box. Cause they're basically a bunch of crabs and it, we, we love our families. I just love mine from afar most of the time because they, they don't get it and they don't sit there and cheer me on. They're mostly kind of wanting to be consumed with, with their own stuff. And so I spend time around people that are way outside of the box. They've burned the box down and they, they're more excited about where they're going than where they've been. And that, that's the kind of people you have to be around. And if you don't have those people yet, there's a great thing called media where you can just literally listen to people that like the Jim Rohns and the Tony Robbins and the Russell Gray and the Robert Helms and, and the people that have, that have done it and they're reaching from a place of optimism and possibility and not the doldrums of conventional wisdom that will keep you trapped in a box your whole life. Yeah. And the resources are out there. You just got to go, go look into them and, and take action there. So, you know, you're a, you've been on a lot of shows. I, I saw you at a, at an event and that really kind of spurred action to really looking into it. I was already looking into real estate, but just again, the ways to the tools that are still available within that. So, you know, through with having the, the EQRP company, you know, would you mind just digging in, you know, today we'll, we'll focus on, on what is the EQRP. Yeah, which, what's interesting is that most people have heard of self-directed IRAs. And so they think they, they, they know about retirement stuff and having control and, and people that get excited about real estate, get really excited that we earn money for the real estate. 
And I, I was excited. In fact, I had a self-directed IRA a long time ago before you better. And what I learned over the years was that there were a lot of really big problems with self-directed IRAs. And so a couple of them, one, it's just really slow. Like dealing with a self-directed IRA custodian ends up being very slow and cumbersome. And in today's market, if you're doing an investment, it doesn't really work if you say, look, it's going to take me three or four weeks to get my money for my custodian. You're, you're going to lose the deal. So the EQRP was really born to solve the problem, a number of problems. So one, control. So you get, you get to write a check for your retirement money and there's no custodian telling you what you can and can't do. You're in charge. And the other big problem with IRA companies, and it's not the company, it's just the, the tax code. The IRAs are subject to a tax called UBIT. And when most people find out about this, it's too late. They, they get involved in an apartment. They're investing with their IRA. The thing sells. They get excited. They made a bunch of profit. And then their accountant says, hey, you're subject to UBIT tax. And they lose 20 to 37% of their profit. And it doesn't have to happen because the EQRP is a different animal. It's under a different part of the tax code. And it's exempt from that tax. So when people find this out, they go, well, why didn't I? I haven't heard about this. It's called a $10 trillion IRA industry doesn't want you to know. They, they want, and it's about fees and control. So the, the EQRP is really about you having control. It's about you being able to invest in things without getting hammered with taxes that are totally unnecessary. And then being able to do things that are, are different. One of the things you, you've probably uh, maybe even talked about, but it's, it's pretty common knowledge that IRAs, you could put about 5,000 bucks a year in, maybe a little bit more, depending on how old you are. And with an EQRP, it's 10 times that amount. You can put over 50,000 a year. This is a, it's a fundamentally different thing because if you think about putting money into an IRA, it's great. If you're listening to Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman, they're telling you, go do an IRA. And I'm like, yeah, so in 20 years, I'm going to have 100 grand in there. I'm not going to be rich. I'm going to be freaking old. Like it's a really bad plan. So you, you've got to have a better plan and then a better vehicle. And, and the EQRP is the best vehicle for, uh, for retirement account investing in things like real estate or gold or private equity. And ultimately, you can end up becoming free because you're using the right vehicle. Otherwise, you're just going to have a vehicle that doesn't really support you. It just supports the fees for the custodians. Touching on fees, you know, what is like the cost to set it up and maintain it as opposed to an IRA? So they, they vary. Um, an IRA can be as little as zero. And it's, it's limited to just investing in stocks or you know, mutual funds. And so if you want to do a self-direct, I've seen, self-directed IRA, I've seen fees as high as four or $5,000 a year. And so with, with an EQRP, you're going to pay 400. It's, it's 10 times less to, to maintain this, this type of plan. Um, it, it costs more to set up. And that depends on whether you have employees. So sometimes people get confused and they think, well, are, you, are we talking about a solo 401k? And no, we're not talking about a solo 401k. Because a solo 401k cannot have employees, can't have part-time employees. Uh, an EQRP can have part-time employees. It can have full-time employees. It can have whatever you want. If you're the only employee, if you're just a sole proprietor, it doesn't matter. It, it covers everything. And it also covers you liability-wise, which is a big deal. And a lot of times people don't realize the severity of it. But if you ever get sued and if you're in business, if you're in real estate, it's kind of inevitable somebody's going to stub their toe on your curb and they're going to sue you. With with self-directed IRAs and solo 401ks, there's a huge liability factor. They're not just covered for, you know, like they're not protected like say a big 401k plan is. And an EQRP actually does have liability protection. So big differences. Um, and in terms of cost, the, the cost of using the wrong vehicle is potentially not having a retirement. Uh, the, the right vehicle allows you to have freedom and actually buys years of your life because you're using the vehicle that's not going to 
uh, keep you poor. Okay. So say I have uh, a 401k plan, you know, through, you know, I have a W2 job and I have a 401k from an old employer. Am I able to move that at all? And what about if I have one through my current employer? So the, whenever you have old 401ks, those are, those are always going to be able to be moved into an EQRP. Uh, what the industry encourages everyone to do is to move it into an IRA. And that's, that's fundamentally wrong if you're trying to do real estate. The, the, the 401ks that we have at our current employers uh, typically are not able to be moved over because of the company. It has nothing to do with the legality. It is legally able, you can do it. It's called an in-service rollover. But most companies want to keep those funds there because there's a lot of fees that are involved. And if you pull your money out and start buying real estate, those fees go away for whoever's getting the fees. And so if you want to dig into the uh, fee structure, you'll understand why 401ks don't want to let you take your money. But ultimately, when you leave, you do have the option to have all that money, whether it's a 401k or a 457 or a 403b or a thrift savings plan if you're a government employee. All those plans can be rolled over into a self-controlled EQRE. Okay. And then, you know, say someone wants to set it up, what are the qualifications? What, what do you need to fit to be able to, to create the EQRP? I mean, for the most part, you really have to have a pulse. I mean, the, the, the qualification is that you have to have, you have to have some type of business. And that's effectively what the IRS has said. It's not a giant list of here, are the qualifications you have to have a bunch of income or whatever. If you have a lemonade stand, if you have a, an eBay store, if you have um, if you have a consulting company, if you have an online, lots of people have Amazon stores where they're buying and selling stuff on Amazon, you're, you're qualified. So it's any type of business activity. If you're a W2er and you have a full-time job, pretty easy to set up an eBay store or an Amazon thing. I mean, you can do it. I could show somebody how to do it in 15 minutes and you're in business. So it doesn't take a lot. It's really just a question of whether you want to and whether it's good fit. If you, if you just want to invest in mutual funds, um, then you, this, there's no point in any of this. But let's be honest, you're not listening to this podcast right now because you want to invest in mutual funds. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let's say there's someone that, um, you know, they're looking to get into a deal uh, passively as a passive investor into a syndication. What does the process look like if they're creating a QRP and say rolling, rolling it over from, you know, whether it's a, an IRA or just putting new money into it? What does that time frame kind of look like? So setting everything up and getting everything rolled over generally takes about seven to 10 days. And that most of that time, about uh, six to nine of those days are the custodian giving you a check. It's because the industry doesn't want to give, get, uh, give up control. So everything for us to do what we do to build everything takes a day. Uh, we build everything and then we, we, we basically handhold the entire process to get the money out of the custodian. They, what, what people end up doing is, is they want to invest and hear about a deal and, and then they say, well, I'm going to go do this. And by the time they get their money out, it's too late. The deal is closed. So once, once somebody has their money in their checkbook for, with their EQRP, when the deal comes up and they say, I want to do it, you literally just go to your checkbook and write the check. Or, I mean, you know, let's be honest, nobody writes a check. We just wire the funds and you can do that within an hour. I mean, it's that fast. It's signing digital docs and funding a deal is something you could do over your lunch break. Once you have an EQRP, it might take an entire pay period if you're, um, if you're in, a self-directed IRA. With it being, you know, having that total control and having that checkbook control. So with having a QRP plan, is there annual reporting that has to be done by the owner of the plan or is that something that your company would handle? So there's very little. A lot of times people get bad advice uh, in terms of compliance or reporting. 
And it's unfortunate because there's not a whole lot that has to be done by a client. Basically, what you do with unique URP is you make, make sure you have valuations on your, your assets. And once you have your valuations, if you have under a quarter million, there's nothing that you have to do. All the updates and compliance are done on our side. And if you have over a quarter million, there's a form called a 5500. That gets done by either you or us or your CPA. And that's pretty much it. There's not a whole lot to this. A lot, Unfortunately, a lot of CPAs or the financial advisors, the bad ones, will try to confuse people and scare them into complexity. And they'll say, oh, this is really, really terrible because there's a lot of moving parts and you don't want to do this. And that's just wrong. Um, and and the, the great financial advisors will look at this as a tool to add on to people's portfolios and say, this is a great idea that you could use this vehicle to invest in real estate and have exposure instead of saying, oh, don't do this too, too scary. Let's keep all your money here so I can keep feeing you. I mean, that's, that's really what we hear from a lot of the industry, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, that's the, the thing I think that scares people away from even just like a solo 401 or a self-directed IRA, things that where you have more control of it, which still to a limited amount, not as much as is with the QRP, but, you know, say with this, oh, I need to do everything. You know, it's all on me. I'm afraid I'm going to mess something up. I'm going to get in trouble when... Really, it's just getting talked through that process. It's quite simple. That, that's, a, that's a big thing for people to consider. There's a lot of companies out there that are trying to robotize. There's, uh, they're trying to do apps for retirement accounts. And those, to me, are pretty scary. And the, the premise of those companies is, hey, it's very cheap. We only charge you a few hundred bucks. And guess what? You get what you pay for. It's a very expensive app. And so when you actually are doing a deal where you have hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line, do you want a bot telling you? what to do and looking at your stuff or do you want a human being? I mean, that's the difference. That's what you're paying for. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a, like the wild west or the, the dark woods. You go out there and, and you're doing something new. The best thing is to have a team and anybody in business or investing that's done anything will tell you 100% of the time it's about having a great team. It's never about you doing it all on your own. And, and so the last thing you want to do is go into this space and then rely on and hope that an artificial intelligence is going to guide you. You actually want human beings that have been through stuff to be on your team. You know, talking about with investing into deals or, you know, again, we look at apartments. If someone's looking to set this up and invest in a deal, what would be like some restrictions with that? You know, can, can my parents set up an EQRP and be able to invest in my deals as passive investors? Or can I set one up and invest in my own deals? Yeah. So, so generally, if, if somebody is a very rigid robot, they would say no. And I would say yes. And here's how you do it. If you're going to, if you have money, there are certain people that are disqualified like parents or it's basically anybody above or below you in a family tree, parents, kids, grandparents. But what you can simply do is if you had a, if you have a plan or your parents have a plan and, and you wanted to invest in their deal or they wanted to invest in yours, you could simply borrow up to $50,000 out of your plan and then invest it directly. So there are ways to do a lot of these things. And what we find is if, if there's a, a strategic conversation around how to do it, you can do almost anything you want. It's, it's just that uh, people either they hear no and they stop thinking and, you know, thinking is hard work or, or they just get too gray and they're playing with fire with the IRS. So we don't, we don't play gray. It's black and white. If you were going to invest directly, let's say your, your parents wanted to invest with you, they could not invest directly in your deal using their plan. They would have to take a loan out. Uh, there, there, there are rules. And this is, again, why you want to have a team. And when you have human beings that are not only experts in the space, but also expert investors, I mean, my, the whole team at the EQRP company, it, 
we're expert investors, we're professional investors. And so it's a different perspective than if you just have an attorney that can quote tax law. Like, do they really understand the actual investment? Do they understand risk profiles? Do they understand any of this? Probably not because sometimes they do, but I think you have to really ask what the source is for the team members so they can walk through those things. You want to invest with your family? Great. There's a way to do it. And there's the right way to do that. That's legal and you're not going to get in trouble. So with the power that, that EQRP has, who is it best suited for and who would it maybe not be the right plan to have? For? That's a great question. The, the EQRP is set up for people that want to invest in real estate, that want to do, uh, that are self-responsible. It is not meant for somebody that's going to victim, be a victim and blame the stock market or blame somebody else. It's meant for somebody that's going to engage in their investing and Ultimately, that's the, that's the requirement. It's not, it's not about whether you have a job or whether you have a business that has a bunch of employees. It's not, it really has nothing to do with that. It has to do with what you want to do with your money. And if it has to do with real estate, if you want to do some, some gold investing and, and you're willing to take ownership of the outcome, then it's a great vehicle. It is not for somebody that, that wants to go blame the Federal Reserve or the president for whatever's going on. It's not meant for somebody that just wants to buy mutual funds. And so really, it's what you want to do and who you are as an investor. Uh, there's, there are a number of people that we've had come to us, and they weren't a good fit because they were literally, people are going to take this the wrong way. They were kind of crybabies. They wanted to blame everybody else for their life, and that's not a part of what this is. This is literally about owning your life. Yeah, so people who are willing to take responsibility for the choices of where they decide to invest. Yeah. I mean, if you've read Aubrey Marcus's book, Own Your Life, that is who this is for. Great. So, you know, you mentioned with gold and obviously not necessarily with the apartment investing realm here, but, you know, with gold, is that something where, you know, okay, I, I invest in gold and I'm going to get that piece of paper that says I own gold or am I able to actually hold physical assets? This is a big advantage to the EQRP. You can physically take possession of the gold and silver, hold it yourself. You're not going to get a piece of paper. If you think that buying real estate in a REIT or if you think buying precious metals with a, some type of index fund is real, it's not. It's because it can be manipulated. We know from 2008, and if you've read any of Michael Lewis's books, the, the markets are manipulated by financiers all the time. You cannot, you cannot manipulate physical gold that's in your hand. And if you want to look something up, if, if you're listening and you haven't heard the term counterparty risk, gold is one of the things that is one of the only things that doesn't have a counterparty risk. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. They can't impact the gold that's sitting in your hand. And that's a unique thing. An IRA cannot hold physical gold by the owner. They can't, they have to put it in a vault somewhere. So uh, big difference. And if you, you know, you just look at whether or not you want to be in control of your stuff, whether you want to hold it. Most people... Are, I think are trained to be afraid. And so they say, well, I don't want to touch anything. I'll just let somebody advise you, me and, and do it. Well, that's, that's one way to stay broke. And that's not who this is, this is for. Yeah. So if you're ready to take control of your, your finances, here's a great way to do that. <laughs> yeah. Just a few questions here before we wrap up. You know, what does the word retirement mean to you? For the, for the most part, retirement is a death sentence. It's traditionally, it's, it's been set up as, a, as an idea for when somebody is basically useless. Uh, when we're, we think about where, where retirement came from 100 years ago, it was an idea that, hey, somebody is no longer creating value, so we're going to retire them out into the pasture. And, and you know, like with old equipment, you throw it out. With farm animals, you freaking shoot them. So I, it's really kind of sad. Most people end up thinking, okay, well, I'm done. I get a gold watch, and then three years later, they're dead. 
I, I don't think that that's, it's a pretty dangerous way to look at things because when you're not engaged and you quote unquote retire, I think the universe is looking at you like you're not, you're just taking up space. And so it tends to be a very short term period. Uh, the, the healthy way to look at this is to ask yourself, what would it take for me to be free so that I didn't have money pressures and to relook at retirement, not as a place where we work and grind and to a, to a point where we're not doing anything, but really getting out of the place where we're stuck with shackles because we're so addicted to money. What would it take to do that and get to that place of quote unquote retiring as quickly as possible so that you can actually find your purpose and live it, not just drink pina coladas in Cancun? Yeah, have that, have that control of your life, control of your finances. Exactly. So what, was, what would you say was one uh, event or book that really made you change that perspective and, and change your mindset and take steps to, uh, to really take control of your finances? There's a book by George Leonard called Mastery. He's a, uh, like me, he's an Aikidoko, which is an Aikido practitioner, a martial artist. And mastery applies to martial arts and really your life. Uh, the, the book is about pursuing mastery because it's, it, you're not really ever going to be a master. You're always going to be pursuing mastery. And mastery is about the process. Too often we think the moment is, is what we're looking for. It's the moment of success. We win or we make the money and everything is good. But that moment is here and gone. And mastery is about the journey of pursuing things and falling in love with the process instead of just thinking you're going to be happy when you get to that thing and then it's gone. So really thinking about what you love, falling in, in, in love with those drivers, the daily things that are in your life. And as Steve Jobs said, if you're doing something that doesn't make you happy more than a few days or a few weeks in a row, the question is, what else could I or should I be doing? Mastery is about finding the thing that you love, the reason you're here, and then throwing yourself into it where you get lost. And it's really a blissful journey of happiness and joy most of the time throughout your life. It's not about the moment where you go, hey, look, blue ribbon. That's not really why we're here. How would you, or should say, how do you like to give back and help others take control of their finances? Well, yeah, giving people options and breaking them, jarring them loose, like when you were talking in the beginning about how we're trained and how you know, these, these ideas are baked into us, it's really giving people another alternative. It's like it's an alternative dialogue or, or conversation in our heads about what's possible. I, I did a program recently called the Peak Life, and it, the first letter in that acronym, P, is for purge. And it's giving people permission to purge the stuff that's not serving them, purging the people, purging the stuff, the, the house, the cars, the, the junk, just clearing it out so we have a blank slate. And, and so the idea is that we all have something of value. Brendan Burchard has done a great job at this of inspiring people to step up and say, hey, I've got something valuable that other people can, can use to make their lives better. And, and that's what this is all about, breaking people free from those financial shackles. And mostly it's self-imposed. Like our belief systems and what we're doing, we're choosing to do these things. Nobody is forcing us. Like unless you're in San Quentin or Leavenworth in prison, you probably have a lot of choices. And so when I hear people say, well, I can't do that because of this, because of my wife or my husband or my kids. And I go, you're just, you're just a sissy. You're literally a victim and it's pathetic because those things should be inspirations for you and not, not a shackle, but if the shackle is something you're putting on yourself. So giving back is really just opening people up. I don't have the answers. What I have is questions for people. And what I trust is that people have the answers inside them if they're willing to listen to a question that will break them free. Yeah, and it goes back to a book that you mentioned earlier, Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. I mean, just changing that perspective and realizing instead of 
yeah, that victim mentality or everything is hard. I can't do it. I can't do it. How do I overcome it? How do I change where I'm at instead of I'm unhappy with my finances? It's someone else's fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. Okay, well, what can I do to change it? Get out of the position and get on that path towards financial freedom and a lifestyle that I really want. It's a great question, Derek, to, to ask, what can I do right now to disrupt what's going on? I, the question people have is, why is this happening to me? I say, why is it happening for you? What can you do with it? And then what can you do next? And people go, oh, so you know what that sounds like? A four-letter word called work. And, <laughs> and then people don't want to do that. The, the truth is, the, the freedom is, lies beyond the work if you can get through the work. You can't get around the work. You have to do it. You have to go through it. And, and it's available for anybody. It doesn't matter whether you have a fourth grade education or whether you're mentally handicapped. I mean, it's literally a choice. It's, there's power there in the power to choose. Another great book, uh, Your Greatest Power by J. Martin Coe. And it's, it's about the choice that we have every day and how we look at things and how we engage and how we show up. We always have that choice. And even if you think about like Viktor Frankl in Man's, A Man's Search for Meaning, when he talks about what it's like to be inside of a, concentra- a concentration camp, he can't do a whole lot about it. He can totally control his experience of it by how he thinks about it. And, and so when you have an experience and you go, I didn't, I didn't cause a hurricane, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, somebody raped me and I didn't cause that. Well, you get to choose how you react to it. So no matter what the extreme situation is, we always have the choice in how we react because we have control of our brain. And as long as you've got that, you can control your life. Yeah. It's just having that mindset of it, having that outlook to, to seize the opportunity. That's it. Or the challenge. The challenge presents an opportunity. So, yeah. Are you going to own it? Are you going to dissolve it? You're going to push it away? You're going to be a victim. I mean, that's the choice. It's really, are you victim? Are you victim? Or are you responsible? Which one? It's it's binary, A or B. You don't get to do both. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, a lot of great information in a in a short short time frame here. So, thank you for that. Um, you know, last question for you is, how can our listeners find out more about you? Uh, best thing to do is to visit DamianLupo.com and you'll see all sorts of things there where you can get some additional financial literacy training. You can learn about the EQRP if you want to dig into that. DamianLupo.com, there's, there's, my books are there. And really, if, if you want to connect, however you want to connect, there's a way to do it. And if you just want to read more, if you want to learn more, you can download the, the, the uh, financial freedom stuff that I've put on there. And if you have retirement money and you want to get involved in apartments, grab the, grab the QRP ebook that's sitting there right on the, the top tabs. Awesome. Thank you for that. And to the listeners, they'll be down in the show notes. So make it easy for you to find. So thank you again for taking the time. And I know there's a lot of value for our listeners. So I'm sure they will appreciate it as well. Thanks for having me, Derek. Appreciate it. Thanks everybody <laughs> to, for being here and listening. And I, good luck with everything you guys are doing. Reach out to me to help. I'm happy to do it. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode of Apartment Investing for Early Retirement. Please be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. The links will be in the show notes to bring you directly to those pages. And if you enjoy the show, please be sure to share it out on social media so that we can reach more and more people to help educate them about the opportunity that multifamily investing provides to help reach their version of retirement sooner than later. Take care, everyone. Mm -hmm.